From the yeah, Anajar yeah. and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken LaBecca Live on ESPN 1063. Stone, uh, I've been made aware of uh, the next the next Capital One the match. Yeah. On on TNT. Um the the lineup has come out. The the duos that will be competing against one another. If if you could if you could, just in the order that they're listed, the order that they're listed, according to Bleacher Report, could you could you you, you list who's going to be involved here? On team number one. Uh-huh. Patrick Mahomes. Alongside Travis Kelsey. Oh, you don't even need to do the others. I'm out. Thank Travis you. Kelsey is involved. I'm out. On team number no, two. I don't even care. I don't even care. I don't even care. Steph Curry. No. Okay, fine. Like, Good. Clay Thompson. Great. That's cute. As soon as I heard Travis Kelsey, uh-uh. That guy tries so hard to be some broish meatball. Can you smell? Uh, from his nonsense interviews in the playoffs and his stupid pandering to the crowd to uh, his rock quotes to his Beastie Boy quotes and just his stupid meat-headed nonsense over the weekend. He's chugging a beer on stage at a concert, spiked a fake Lombardi trophy uh, to the ground. He thinks he's Gronk. He wants to be Gronk so bad. He's trying so hard. It's so pathetic. Travis Kelsey is such a doofus. He's just such a doofus. So, and you know he's going to be during this. He's going to be like, oh, hey, bros, want to shotgun a beer before we tee off on eight? Come on, bros. I'm, I do PBR because that's what us yeah, bros yeah, do. PBR tall boy. Let's drink up, boys. That's going to be him the Mashes entire it match. On his head. Yeah, he's going to be smashing stuff into his head. Right, exactly. It's okay. just going to be nonsense. First of all, oh, is he going to bring out a beer bong? Just to make it like Come he's on, cool. guys. Let's bong it, bros. <laughs> Push <laughs> off the keys, bros. That, that's my favorite Takes quote. Let's bong to- it. So, so, uh, a Let's few th- Bong Bros. Oh, so <laughs> careful, few, careful what you say there. A <laughs> few, few things here. Um, one, it's gonna be a nice golf matchup, gonna be nice to watch. Two, I think Travis Kelsey would be upset and also has a case that he's better than Gronk, that he is more than Gronk, that he'll be a better tight end than Gronk. So, if he's looking to okay. be Gronk. I don't think Travis Kelsey would agree with that. Okay, but uh, there's a difference between right. the person on the field and right. the person off the he field. He might be more. He might be a better. He might be Gronk a better tight end than Gronk. So annoying off the field. The way you feel about Gronk is how we feel about Kelsey. They do the same thing. No, 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 no. Well, Gronk's annoying too. To Gronk. Gronk's, Gronk's so annoying. Gronk's annoying too. In all fairness, they're both just annoying. Uh, head made of ham. No, dopes. negative. Gronk is genuine though. Kelsey's trying to be somebody genuinely that he's stupid. Not. Kelsey, Gen- yes, absolutely. Genuinely unintelligent, Gronk. Uh, Kelsey, yeah. But the, Gronk, Gronk did it first, so everyone's like, "Oh, right. it's just he's just genuinely dumb." Aw. With Travis Kelsey, he's just trying to mirror Gronk, and you can tell he's trying so hard. He's just trying so hard. Yeah, I'm out. I'm definitely out on that. Well, I'll let you know how it goes. Okay. It um, sounds like a snooze fest. It's honestly. not. A, yeah, it is going to be kind of boring. Clay has no personality. Yeah, but you want to see the Splash Bros throw some darts. Like, that's what you tune in for. No, no, I don't. I want to see him splash on the court. That's it. I will not be. Not play golf. Honestly, golf is boring as it is. I'm going to say it. I thought that the match was better 
when Phil was involved. When Phil Mickelson was involved before everybody hated him. Love it. Like Phil, Phil, forget the celebs past the uh, first one with Peyton and Tom Brady and even Tiger. Like that was awesome. It was a good start. That was the first one we saw. But Phil Mickelson made all those things. And now that he's not there, it just doesn't have, forget like Travis Kelsey being a meatball. Um, it just doesn't have like a, an appeal to me if Phil's not there because Phil was awesome. Phil was great because he made the, 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 you know, common mundane golf fan. Like, you learned something from him. It was good. I don't know. All right. I miss you, Phil. <laughs> well, you can still see him on live. Yeah, he's a baller. He's still there. He's balling right now. Uh, so, again, the match doesn't pass the smell test. You know what does, Dr. Neil Goldhaber? Goldhabersinus.com. ENT extraordinaire based out of Boynton Beach. I know he's happy about the Knicks winning Last night. No, he's happy about the Knicks winning last night. Dr. Neil Goldhaber been doing it for decades. Ear issues, nose issues, throat issues, snoring problems. He has a solution. Go see him. Schedule your consultation. Stop living in discomfort. You don't need to. There are ways to fix what ails you. It's Dr. Neil Goldhaber. Goldhabersinus.com. Goldhabersinus.com. Dr. Neil Goldhaber. Again, Goldhabersinus.com. Go check him out. And trust me, as someone who grew up uh, in a family of snorers, there are solutions to this. He can help. A lot of times, it's structural. It makes you unhealthy when you're a snorer. It does not help your family when you're a snorer. Dr. Neil Goldhaber has a laundry list of success stories. Dr. Neil Goldhaber, goldhabersinus.com. That's goldhabersinus.com. Money Mitch tweets in, you sound so biased. It's one thing to hate on the Knicks and big up the heat, but to slander the garden is blasphemous. Mm. Shut up. The history that building holds is second to none. Ali versus Frazier, Rangers Stanley Cup 94 game seven, Ooh. WrestleMania, Walt Frazier, Jordan 55 point game. Okay. It, the Stop it. It looks like you're stumbling. Stop yeah. it. Yeah, I feel like he's, uh, yeah. Because a building is old doesn't mean that I can't sit there and say, eh, it's just a building blasphemous, blasphemous. You know what's actually blasphemous is you calling it the Mecca when there's an actual religion who is based, its location is based around something called the Mecca. That's actually the blasphemous part about it. About it. Money, Mitch. T- t- tell blasphemous. Him, Shut up. Tell him uh, all the things that went down in the Kaseya Center. Tell him that long, illustrious uh, history that thing's got. There's well, been you more have NBA. Like five cha- name changes. <laughs> there's, that's, well, there's, that's exciting. Well, you know what's weird? There's been more NBA championships in that building than Madison Square Garden. Let's talk about that. Let's talk about the history. Let's talk about the history. If you're going by NBA championships, more championships won in that building than that building. Who's going by NBA championships? Okay, but if you want to talk about accomplishments in that building, and by the way, that building is six decades younger than Madison Square Garden. Fine. I'm glad Ali and Frazier fought there. Awesome. Great. You know how much evidence of that happening is still there in Madison Square Garden? None. None. Okay? Great. Awesome. Fantastic. All I know, I was there for the Sweet 16 and the Elite 8. You know how you get into that building? You walk up a 45-degree angle ramp to get there. That's embarrassing. That's preposterous for athletes who are going to go compete at the highest level to have to walk up the side of a mountain to get into Madison Square Garden, okay? Stop it. Jordan 55-point game. Okay, great. I saw Michael Jordan play in person a multitude of times growing up at the Chicago Stadium, which had a much richer history than Madison Square Garden and the United Center, okay? 
I don't know. Money Mitch isn't phased by WrestleMania. WrestleMania. I went to WrestleMania at freaking Hard Rock Stadium eight years ago. Yeah, I know that was. Color me unimpressed. Yeah, no, the WrestleMania one is bad because I've been also been to like wasn't there a WrestleMania in Amway soon later? Yeah, yeah, in 2015, 16. But the Mecca you're probably use had WrestleMania is your example yeah. why I can't sit there and just say, hey, Madison Square Garden. It's cool to be there and say you've been there. Absolutely, I'm not denying that. But to say that it's different or it's unique, like Stephen A. Smith tries to shove down my throat, or you saying Mitch that it's blasphemous? It's a building. Stop it. And its legacy for the last three decades has been. Not the accomplishments of the teams that play in it, but teams that come in with stars that kick the Knicks' head in over and over and over and over and over and over again. And because the largest media market is New York, and they wax poetic about, oh, Kobe went in, oh, LeBron went in, oh, MJ came in, then we're supposed to, because of the narrative of the New York media sit there and give reverence to Madison Square Garden so much so that someone on Twitter is saying it's blasphemous for me to say that, oh, MSG, it's not all that different from any other arena. Stop it. Don't drag me into you getting brainwashed by the romanticism that New York media has dragged you into about the greatness of Madison Square Garden. Stop it. Point to Money Mitch. Yeah. Money Mitch, one. Ken Levicka, zero. Ken, you sound blasphemous right now. Blasphemous. I mean, think about WrestleMania, right? You got Andre the Giant, guys like Ultimate Warrior. Okay. Like all like, the, come on, the OGs. Stop. Eight years ago in Hard Rock, you got The Miz. I mean, no, you got some of these. To, oh, no, no, no I went to that about? one. That was The, the Undertaker's Rock. last right. oh, match. Yeah, the, Rock, the, Rock and John, the Rock and John Cena was the main that event. That was it, yeah. And okay. then it was The Undertaker's last one. Stop. <laughs> Like, what are you talking about? Oh, oh, so such a such a loser. What are you talking about? It's The Rock and John Cena. You're talking about some 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 WrestleMania greats. You're talking about some legends in the Mecca. Listen. Oh, you got John Cena thrown in my face like I'm some dweeb. I couldn't see him. (laughs) (laughs) Didn't know if he was there or not. (laughs) Couldn't even see him in Hard Rock. But that tiny little MSG. Oh no. Oh, you saw him. You saw the pores in their face. You saw the legends come I out. I think he got the John Cena joke. And also, Mitch, I sound so <laughs> oh, I biased. Thought you were so high in the nosebleeds. No, I wasn't. You <laughs> can't see. Oh, I thought you were so high in the nosebleeds. Shut up if you don't know. No, he didn't even like... get the joke. He no, didn't even no. get the joke. So he was yeah. just laughing to give you credit for a joke he didn't uh, understand. I thought you was making exactly hundred percent. I thought you were making fun of WrestleMania being placed in a football stadium so high in the nosebleeds that you can't see. No, anything. John Cena so. is literally you can't see. Me. And it's always yeah, at a well football aware. stadium now. It's always at a football stadium. <laughs> and also, WrestleMania too, is the weakest argument. You know here. what? This is maybe the thing that pisses me <laughs> off most about that tweet. <laughs> Forget the blasphemy comment about Madison Square Garden. What pisses me off most about the tweet, Mitch going, you sound so biased. Mitch, you think? You think? You think I'm biased? You think, Mitch, maybe you, that penetrated your brain? You think? This, this was fun. Yeah, we're not budging over here. Stoned. I don't care. Yeah, I'm not. I don't care if you're not budging. I'm more disappointed in Stone not getting the you can't see me joke. Definitely apologize for that. Whatever, good try. 
I, again, why, why do I, why do I have He's to so sit here? Straight. No, but but I. This isn't the first go or my first rodeo with this. Why do I have to romanticize Madison Square Garden? I belong there, so why should I romanticize it? Because it's super cool. Those names it's you cool. can rattle off and the things that have happened. It. It's cool, but it's not any different from any other arena. It's made of the same materials. The only difference between that and other arenas is that it's old as hell. Uh, that's just not true. Like you're saying that, like it is true. Really, like like an imperative statement. Like like Fraser Ali is not just something that was cool. It's hey, something that we're all Stone, going to remember. Stone, what was your favorite uh, Muhammad Ali moment that you saw in person? I don't fight this battle. What was your favorite Joe Fraser moment? Doing that, pulling that card's not necessarily a strong point because I'm not fighting the battle. I'm just saying fighting against MSG is quote blasphemy. Like there's not necessarily a reason to do it unless you are biased. Cool. Fighting it is 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 really odd. I don't know. Stone, do you I, think? I have you ever been in Madison Square Garden? No. When you okay? Let me tell you something, okay? And I know Jeanette has. Here was my experience. Walk in. Hey, we're in Madison Square Garden. You don't. Your body doesn't transform. The soul, the ghosts of Muhammad Ali, don't send tingles down your spine. You say, hey. I'm in Madison Square Garden. When FAU went on their run, when they were there for the Sweet 16, that was game one at Madison Square Garden. My friend Against and I, Tennessee. my friend and I literally texted each other almost simultaneously. Oh my gosh, they are chanting, go Owls in Madison Square Garden. FAU if fans chanting, win, go Owls, wow. If No, you see it Haven't in heard the blue that before. and the red. No matter where you're from, Madison Square Garden is one of the few arenas, no matter which country you're from, the Dominican Republic, you grow up knowing if you watch sports. I booked a ticket to New York. I love the Owls and I would have seen them no matter where they have gone. But a huge reason why I flung my credit card so hard at that was because they were playing at MSG and I wanted to see personally my alma mater being yelled at at Madison Square Garden. If it was being played in Detroit, you wouldn't have gone to the Elite Eight. You're right. You wouldn't have gone. She said she would have. And, and also, if your point is that a pessimistic, grumpy man walked into MSG and didn't get chills and goosebumps down his spine, it's supposed to sway me one side or the other. Trust me, it does not. I because am your, built, I am how you bit, feel in MSG no, does not do anything. I'm I am there, built uh-huh. for big events. <laughs> and big Not the moments. argument. Like, at all. That's not I'm, the argument at I'm, all. I'm so sick of being told that I'm supposed to think that Madison Square Garden is just so unique and so different. Literally, literally in 2020 in the NBA playoffs, a national media member said, oh, the sound at MSG is just different. What are we doing here? What are we doing here? It's not that I don't think Madison Square Garden isn't cool. Madison Square Garden is cool because there's history there and because it's so old. But I keep having it forced down my gullet by the New York media and the national media that, oh, it's so much more different. And the van of Madison Square Garden, the crowd is so much different. The feel is so much different. No, it's not. As somebody who's been to dozens, if not hundreds of sporting venues in the United States of America, football and basketball, I can assuredly tell you that the sound that emanates from Madison Square Garden is no different from the sound that emanates from any other arena that houses professional basketball or professional hockey on this continent. I disagree with you completely. 
Walking through MSG for the first time was a bucket list item for me. Good. And my friend and I were freaking geek. Good. I'm glad. About that whole situation. Yeah, I'm glad for you. I'm happy for I, you. I, I, I so guess, I disagree with you completely. Uh, yeah, but so, so Jeanette, where your argument is, seems a little weaker is, to Ken's point, you haven't been around the country. Not that you haven't been around the country, but going to these sporting events, different arenas, this and that. So my argument would be, okay, somebody who has another, whether it's a play-by-play broadcaster, a beat writer, whatever it is, any type of journalist who, who has been around the country and has been to every arena possible, does say it's different. Then now you're, you're pinning yourself up against that, and it's not necessarily like a winning because argument. It's just how you it's feel. old as balls. Okay? That's why it's different. Because it is old as hell. Okay? I mean, no, not okay, but I, I hear you loud and clear. I, I, I don't... Listen, it is cool because it's old. I grew up as a White Sox fan going to games at a stadium that was built in the year 1908. Comiskey Park. Okay? Fine. Awesome. I'm glad to have those memories. I'm glad to have the memories of Madison Square Garden, but it doesn't sound or feel different. So what do you think about Wrigley? Or it Fenway? smells like piss. Well, that's the wrong one because you hate the clubs. Fenway. Uh, that's a really cool experience no matter what. Uh, one of my biggest sporting regrets is that I didn't go to Yankee Stadium before the new one was built because of everything that stadium saw at the ballpark. But the New York media is going to tell you now, oh, a new Yankee Stadium, this is palatial. Oh, it will be when Aaron Rodgers throws out the first pitch. Bob is in West Palm on Ken Levick Alive. And this is what this is what you guys have turned me into, though, is you turned me wow. into thinking that I hate Madison Square Garden. When I don't, I think it's wow. cool, but it's so romanticized. Sorry, Bob, go ahead. It's not that it's not the romanticization of it. It's the history, the pomp, the circumstance. I've been there. I've been to the Garden. I've been to Fenway. I've been to Wrigley. These places are these are shrines. Up to the sports that you you go to, and, and to sit there and say it's just an old building. Yes, I mean, that's my definition of what it is. It's literally that, Bob. You, you lack romance. Yeah, what kind of role? It's a white. You want to go to a white building? I guess you're. What? That's the problem with uh, your generation. You lack any kind of like understanding about romance and poetry, the strife that people go through. Walking through uh, Madison right. Square Garden from a guy from Boston. I mean, for Crenelab. The strife of what it, is the it, strife of what people go through have to do with this conversation, Bob? I'm just it. curious. It's the history of Madison Square Garden. What's it, happened it, in the you, you, you live through these these times in, in the historical points of what happened to these buildings. Uh, I, it tr- is to say, oh, let's build a big white generic thing like what we have out Broward. So it's new and has lacks nothing. You walk through the buildings of these places: Wrigley Field, Fenway, Yankee Stadium. I was at Game Seven when the. Yankees lost to the Red Sox. Believe me, it's unbelievable. Going what you're saying right now, it's just like man. So, so are you caught up in the? Are you caught up in the experience, the game? Are you caught up in the fact that oh my god, the architecture is amazing? Like, what are you no, talking about when you go to, to a game seven? It's, it's it's like going to it's going to the Coliseum and say, oh, this is just a bunch of rocks here. It's like going to the Pantheon in Greece and saying, what is this? It's a bunch of what is this? You know, dude. It's more to it than. What do you think? Why do you think these guys get? No, paid you're right. You're a, millions of dollars a year. 
for it's got to be it's got to transcend just it's a baseball it game. It does, but then to say it sounds different and it feels different, I can appreciate history, and I'm just There's as an verbose and eloquent as anybody because you're blaming me that I'm not verbose and eloquent either. Trust me, I can spin yarns in romantic tales about sports as well as anybody, okay? What I'm not going to do, though, is be told that sports are different in Madison Square Garden, especially in a building where the team that occupies it, the most notable moments in that building have been opponents coming in and caving the Knicks' head in over and over and over and over again. And again, not coming off of... uh, Do you think that the New Jersey Devils went into Madison Square Garden uh, the last week and a half and said to themselves, ooh, the tradition's too much for us. It's too overwhelming. Oh, no, 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 no. They, they, they took care of the New York Rangers. I have a text from somebody who works for the Devils who literally said it's incredible to work a playoff game here at Medicine Square Garden uh, after what we just Because, again, they are just, they are just inundated with the New York Post and the New York Times. What if they're not? I was going to say, he used what to work for are? the Panthers and went to playoff game with the Where Panthers else would and then come he took from? a job with the Devils Where else would and it now come he's from? working at Madison Square Garden and he's having a great time doing no, that. No, you're right. I don't, I, hey, I, I don't appreciate sports history. I know nothing about sports history. And hey, you know what, Coliseum? Be able to have people in you. Okay, then I'll respect it. Uh, you can, actually. You have to pay extra for the underground tours. How? I've paid for it. <laughs> uh, I've never been there. Again. So why are you talking? I'm again. Again. Sports isn't different because the building is old and has history. It's not. I was very happy to be there. It was cool to say I was in Madison Square Garden. I did a whole damn radio show for Madison Square Garden. Okay? A whole damn radio show from there. Nobody else did that during the NCAA tournament. Just me, Ken Lavica. And again, maybe it's because I truly believe that I belong on a platform like that. But don't tell me it sounds different. Don't tell me it feels different because I've been there, done that. And sports greatness can be had without you being surrounded by an 80-year-old building. Okay? <laughs> Don't duck these calls right here. We got people lined up. They want and to chime by the in. way, look up how many millions of dollars in renovations have gone into Madison Square Garden over the last 15 to 20 years. It's hardly even the same building it was. Just because it's on the same foundation doesn't mean it's even remotely close to the same place what it was a, when Muhammad Ali and Joe Frazier were fighting one another. strong argument. John is in Jensen on Ken Levick Alive. Hey, John. Thanks, John. I did like the Coliseum comparison, though, because if, with your perspective, yeah, you walk into the Coliseum, and it's just a bunch of rocks. Half of it's broken, and they keep, they keep renovating, keep renovating. But if you watch movies like The Gladiator, if you did your history, if you know everything, you walk into the Coliseum with a whole different perspective, literally getting goosebumps when you walk through the doors. That's exactly what happened with me when I walked into Madison Square Garden last night. I appreciate, you can appreciate sports history while also saying, hey, Madison Square Garden has all that history, but it doesn't make it different or an accomplishment greater if you do it in that building, okay? Well, if you you accomplish something in New York, it's not because of the building, doesn't make it any greater. What it does is you're getting the benefit of the New York media covering it. And they have the ability to blanket coverage throughout the country. That was the biggest benefit to FAU. Not winning in Madison Square Garden, but getting the attention of the Northeast media machine as they went to the Final Four. That was the biggest benefit. Not doing it under the roof at MSG. She's Jeanette Javier, the Dominic Queen. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 106.3.
From the NHR and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 1063. This is your guy's fault, making me sound like I don't appreciate history, sports history. I'm sure the Parthenon is a very emotional experience because those are ruins that, that it's been left preserved as it was thousands of years ago. The Coliseum, the same thing. You pay reverence to that. That is world history. Madison Square Garden, you know how how little of the original structure is still left? They spent $1 billion, billion with a B, $1 billion in renovations on that building. And it doesn't sound any different. Hold up. Don't back up. Don't put. Don't say it's our fault for you having such terrible takes and beliefs on Madison Square Garden. <laughs> One, I like that, too. Okay. I mean, it's it's honestly blasphemy. I would imagine 90% of the audience out there is like, what the bleep is going on? I'm so mad at that Mitch guy because he blew up my whole damn second hour of the show. I had a bunch of stuff I wanted to get to, and then you heathens dragged me and into then, this nonsense. No, 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 no. You and your terrible take and your passionate hate, for some reason, the history of the Madison Square Garden is what ruined show two. No, my, not us, I not don't, the listeners, you. I don't hate Madison Square Garden. I hate the fact that we have to succumb to the romantic, uh, romantic, romanticization. Romanticization is that even a word? Romanticization. I don't know. The romanticizing of that place, like we have to pay reverence to it. No. And 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 to your point, as as far as a hundred a building that's been around for a hundred years having to get renovations, woof! What a uh, what an unworldly col- concept. That the Coliseum is. is going through renovations right now. Like, oh God forbid, they have to make sure they don't just cave in and collapse. These rocks just hit the people. Yeah, no, but the Coliseum's not getting an LED band around it. Okay. Like the Coliseum, they're trying to make sure it still stands. Those are the renovations that are happening with it. It doesn't collapse and disappear into history. My dad weighs in. Uh, Greg, the most walking you do in Wrigley Field is trying to find a damn bathroom shrine my ass. See? Thank you, Dad. Okay, so okay, now we know where your no, no, now we know like, where your pessimism comes from. Exactly. Your dad mad that he takes him a, an extra thirty seconds to get to the bathroom. No, you're right. Peeing in a trough is cool. You know what I would love <laughs> yeah. to do? You know what I love to do with your dad, Mr. Greg Lavica? Mm-hmm. We're gonna go to Wrigley. We're gonna have a great time, and I'm gonna throw a bunch of ketchup on a hot dog right next to you. Good. Sneak into the men's bathroom and pee in that trough. Tell me how that goes. Enjoy a hot dog while it smells like urine in that stadium. What? Kevin in Lake Worth on Ken Lavica Live. Hey, Kev. How are we doing, guys? Good, buddy. Hola. So, um, I agree with you when it comes to, like, Knicks fans, like how they talk about, oh, basketball is just better when mm-hmm. the Knicks are good. Because right. we get Madison Square Garden around. I- I'm sorry, the game got better in the 80s, and the Knicks haven't, gotten, haven't done a thing since the 70s or 60s. So, the game has grown exponentially since, like, since Jordan, since Magic, since Bird. And the Knicks haven't done anything in that time period. So I think the NBA is doing just fine without the Knicks being good. But Madison Square Garden, now if you think about, I'm a big college, football, college basketball fan, so sure. the Big East Big tournament, East tournament done, right. Like that's, that's amazing, amazing theatrics that have happened since, uh, that has happened there. I mean, Miami has won a, a Big East title at, uh, at Madison Square Garden. Uh, so... I, I, I got to go against you on that, but Knicks fans, I, I don't want to hear it. I, I have family members. I have friends that are from New York. 
they talk about the Liberty before they talk about the Knicks in the last 20 years. And what I'd say, Kev, is you can hold Madison Square Garden close to your sport's heart, and I do, especially now with what FAU did. It was an amazing experience, but the experience is doing it in that media market with all that attention and not necessarily because it happened in that building. Like that That's where the benefit comes from, and I keep being told and having it forced down my throat that things are just different at Madison Square Garden. No, they're, they're not, though. They're, they're, they're not. Madison Square Garden, going there and playing in Madison Square Garden, it doesn't change the X's and O's and whether or not a team can win or lose just because they're in Madison Square Garden. Well, let me put a, a, a local uh, feature towards it. Let's talk about the Miami Hurricanes. My Miami Hurricanes. Mm-hmm. It was a lot different in the Orange Bowl sure. where it seemed like they kept winning every single year, never lost there, than it is playing at Dolphin Stadium. No doubt. Uh, maybe it was maybe it was because we always thought the, the stadium was going to collapse on top of us or, uh, <laughs> yes. or what. The Orange Bowl was objectively it, it was terrible. Yeah, you know, it was objectively terrible, but it was a great home field advantage. Those are two those could be two very different things. And appreciate the call, Kev. Like the Orange Bowl, there was a legitimate chance for the final 15 years of its existence that there was going to be a game where the entire structure just came falling down onto paying customers. It was that terrible, right? And parking impossible. That's where $5 no blocky came from was outside of the Orange Bowl that's carried over to an extent to the Marlins. It's tradition. Again, still the best way to park, by the way. A thousand percent. Is $5 no blocking. Especially in, if you give uh, them, like, what I've done, oh. pro tip, give them a six-pack right. of beer, right. your car's good, it's not going to be or stolen just, or not. Or just don't even drive. Or don't even drive. Use Brightline. Go Brightline.com, free Brightline app, the home runner training. If you're going to SunFest uh, this Woo! week, just take to the West Palm Station, Fort Lauderdale, Miami. To that West Palm Station. Boca Raton stop as well. GoBrightline.com. Free Brightline app. And don't forget, at Marlins game, Brightline. GoBrightline.com. Free Brightline app. Uh, Devin is in Boca. I'm Ken Levick alive. Hey, Devin. Hey, Ken. This is the same way I feel when you guys brag about heat culture. Like there is something magical about playing for the Miami Heat. So you see how the table's telling you right now? Because... Everything that comes out of you guys' mouth is heat culture. No, but heat culture is not magic, Devin. Heat culture is work. Sweat, yeah, but you make it blood. You make it sound like you make it sound like the Miami Heat is the only organization that works. For God's sake, the Houston Texans have a culture as well. The Charlotte Bobcats have a culture as well. That don't make them good. So the work that the Miami Heat is putting in, every NBA team they try their best to put in that much work. So there's so many players that has went to the Heat organization that have sucked when they left the Miami and there, were, there are those who have gotten better. So it's the same way when you talk about the stadium. It's the same way that I see when you talk about Heat culture because there is nostalgia to some of these places. Yes, it don't have an impact on the game. And I mean, home court advantage does have an impact on the game, but you're talking about like literally there's a, something special about the place. No, there's not. But there's nostalgia about places. There's nostalgia about many, many places. So you can't deny that. Madison Square Garden is a staple of a stadium in the history of sport, just like Yankee Stadium, Wrigley Field. Yeah. So it's like they're, they're great, know? and they, they're 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 it's awesome to have them for their history, and uh, they're great for teaching history, and they're cool venues. And appreciate the call, Devin. It's really awesome to be there and take photos and say I was there. I'm not denying that. What I'm saying though is they don't change outcomes of games because of their mere existence and because of sp- these sporting events being played in them. And I'll say something about heat culture. Uh, are the Orlando Magic rolling in with out there three leading scorers? Oh, he got personal. 
going to Madison Square Garden in game two of a playoff series and nearly beating the Knicks or the Orlando Magic doing that? The answer to that is no. You know who almost did that? Eric Spolstra and Pat Riley and Heat Culture. Well, hey, if the Orlando Magic were coached by Eric Spolstra, maybe well, that answer would be different. There would be Spoh Culture. Shout out, uh, Paolo. Banchero. Banchero. Um, also, shout out to Devin, too, for the first time since he's been calling in the show. He didn't come at me about Dwight Howard. He just came straight for you, Ken, which is... With the salient point, I must say. Heat he, culture is a real thing. I'm sorry. That's heat a culture, heat MSG culture, energy. There's nothing tangible he, about it. Heat culture, uh, other than wins and losses and Eastern Conference Finals and NBA championships and Pat Riley and his entire tenure with the Heat. You're right. Other than that, other than that, nothing tangible about it. It may not be tangible to its definition. It's not, right? What, what actually won in that game instead of it's, heat culture? It'd be the... Uh, down low, it'd be the post. It'd be the out, being outsized and hitting more three pointers than no the team. team. In the I mean, NBA, what are we doing? No team in the NBA does more with less than the Miami Heat, and the reason for that is because they work in a certain way and construct a roster in a certain way and coach in a certain way in which they maximize what they have. Heat culture is a vibe, like Madison Square Garden. It's a vibe. <laughs> I mean, that's accurate. And also, you know, they did the entire Last Dance episode, Michael Jordan's documentary of him going into MSG and dropping and wearing the certain shoes. It's because on the court. it's New York, not because it's Madison Square Garden. Because it's New York, and that happens to be the arena where the Knicks play. Okay, that's all I'm saying. <laughs> a little nuance, shall we? Shall. <laughs> Jeanette Javier, the Dominic Queen. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 106.3. From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken Levick Alive on ESPN 106.3. I want to make something abundantly clear. The Shams report that came out yesterday, we talked about it on the show that the Grizzlies are not going to re-sign Dylan Brooks under any circumstance. Dylan Brooks only has himself to blame for that. Only has himself to blame. In a season where the Grizzlies star player, and by the way, Jeanette, that locker room is wild because Dylan Brooks ain't coming back under any circumstances. Meanwhile, one guy in that locker room <laughs> went into a strip club and started flashing a gun on IG. Uh, same guy uh, brought a bunch of, of his boys to a mall to beat up a... A foot, uh, a shoe store employee, allegedly. Uh, the same guy, this same guy, allegedly punched a teenager in the face. Seventeen years old. Uh, the same guy allegedly also had his boys uh, pointing lasers. Could have been firearms at the Indiana Pacers. That guy's sticking around. The Memphis Grizzlies, under no circumstance, Dylan Brooks, are you coming back? I mean, that locker room is wild, wild. It's ugly. It's wild. Can can we real quick? Because uh, I know I teased this. Oh, I don't know, fifty eight minutes ago. Jeanette's been uh, upset with the lack of bing bong and Knicks fan personality uh, this playoff season. Stone, they're still celebrating it outside of Penn Station. Because, uh, again, success is fleeting for the New York Knicks. So they celebrate like they've won the NBA championship after every home playoff win. It happened again last night because they know the Barstool cameras are out there. This courtesy of Barstool, New York Knicks fans feeling cocky after beating a Jimmy butler is Tyler Hero-less Miami Heat. What's your message to Heat fans? Miami Heat, Jalen brought him 30 piece on your dome. We're going to Miami on Saturday and you f***ing your up. Let's go now. Yes, more. Let's hear that one more time. Give me more. What's your message to Heat fans? Miami Heat, Jalen brought him 30 piece on your dome. We're going to Miami on Saturday and you f***ing your up. Let's go now. That's so 
irrational. I have a theory that any Knicks fan under 40 is excited about the Knicks because they just want to go to Madison Square Garden, get outside of Penn Station, whip out their phone, and go viral. That's my theory. They don't care about the team. They just want to go viral. And to that guy, bleep off. Heat and five. That's Jeanette. That's Stone. I'm Ken. Bye-bye.